It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford. Adam the Bull. Garrett Bush. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Breaking news on this hump day Wednesday to start the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Kareem Hunt is once again a member of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I like Anderson yeah. and Mary Kay Cabot and now others yeah. all reporting. He can make up to $4 million. The breakdown of the contract has been. Clearly, the fact that it was only $4 million makes you think that the other teams that off, either didn't offer him anything or they didn't offer him offer $4 million. Less than $4 million. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense for both sides. You know, when the injury first happened in Nick Chubb, I, like many others, was prisoner of the moment. I try to pride myself on not being that, but I, but I clearly was. When I was like, get Jonathan Taylor, get Jonathan. That doesn't make sense for this team right now. In financial sense. It just, it just, yes, obviously Jonathan Taylor is better, but it doesn't make financial sense, nor does it make up make sense what you'd have to give up to sure. get him. Yeah, you'd have and to that, give well, up it, talent to it get de- him. It depends on what it was. It's not a prisoner of the moment thing because, like I say, if Nick Chubb's career is over, which I hope it's not, right. you're still going to need a running back one. So you would have Jonathan Taylor. You would obviously have to pay him. Right, but, but it's, 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 a lot, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. The blueprint for it's getting running worth. backs is not in free agency. It's in That's the draft. Right. Yeah. I, I, Cheaper. Exactly. And younger. I like bringing in Kareem. Listen, I'm not, I, wasn't, I was high on Kareem Hunt when he first came here in terms of how good a player he was. I wasn't right. high at the time on them bringing him in. He was pretty productive but his he was, first couple of years. He was pretty years. productive. His productivity has gone down. Yes. It has. I, when I saw him play last year, I didn't think he was that good. But he's a veteran NFL player. He still has something left in the tank, I believe. We don't know what kind of shape he's in right now. But he knows the system. He knows the team. He knows the players. I, I think Jerome Ford, at least initially, has still got to be the main guy. And that's the report. But I think this was the best. Yeah. He was probably the best option to be the 1B or the 2 if well, you want for that. We'll talk much more about Kareem Hunt in yeah. just a little bit. First, a little bit of uh, housekeeping. I know on the slate leading into the show, we had a DD at noon. We're going to call an audible at the line. We're going to check out of that play, and we're going to bring her down at 1230. Some scheduling conflicts, so she'll be here at 1230. Uh, Coach Ty is going to break down some pivotal plays from Monday night. I'm back. I'm curious to see which plays you've selected and how you diagram and tell us exactly what happened. We're also going to play a new game. This is called Match the Grades. Last week we did it. I thought this was a good segment. We did the PFF grades. And this week what we're going to do is we're going to give you a Browns player, a Steelers player, and then a PFF grade. We've got to match the grade to the player. Was it the Brown or was it the Steeler? (laughs) Last week we did grade versus eye test. Right. And And what we learned, I think, is that... This is far from a science. You've always said that. Players don't buy into it's it. It's blasphemy. It's, it gives us something to measure the player by, but it by no well, means is it the end-all, be-all. Well, no, but it's more of a science than our eye test. A, a science means it's provably true. Okay, you fair. You can't provably true that Jed Wills was a whatever. Fair enough. That's, that's but very it, true. <laughs> it, it's, it's more legitimate, I would say, than our eye test. I, I'm 
you know, yeah. we'll find out today. Uh, yeah. We'll find out. <laughs> I don't need yeah. We'll find out. Oh, We're gonna I won't speak for the rest of you, but I'm not watching every single player on every single play. And quite frankly, I find yeah. it almost impossible to believe that anybody can. I don't know how large I mean, their grading let, staff is. They're, they're going back in there literally. They have Bro, to have somebody know, designated to this. There are 40 players taking more than 15 snaps a game yeah. every game. Yep. Yeah. It's and a lot. Just I don't even know from a workload standpoint how they do it. You'd have to have a lot of guys. I'm about to say they got to have a lot of people on staff. And I don't know that they do. I yeah. don't. I don't know. I think Anyhow, Aditi, true or false? If there's time, and yeah. at the end of the show, it better be time. I, I the hate to say champ. this. I hate to say this because we've got a Buckeye sitting here between us. But man, in Northeast Ohio, the Buckeyes get lost until Saturday at noon. That's a fact. They really do. But we are going to talk today because it's such a monumental game. It's only the fourth time that Notre Dame and Ohio State have played in the regular season, going back to 1935, I believe. Blows my mind. So you're talking, you know, 88 years. Yeah. This is only the fourth regular season meeting. They're both powerhouses. They're geographically married. Yep. I can't believe they've only done this Crazy. four times. Well, I was in Columbus when they had the first home-and-home home in 95, 96. I think that's right. You were there? I, w- I was covering the Buckeyes then, so I went to Notre Dame for the Notre Dame game. I covered the, the game here? in Columbus. I was there from 93 to 98. I believe those games were 95, 96. I was one and two. Wow. Let me. Eddie George yeah. went off. <laughs> Let me ask you guys a question. Season against Let me Notre ask Dame. you a hypothetical that maybe on a slower time of the year we can debate sometime. Okay. But a real quick answer on the hypothetical. Obviously, in terms of our coverage and in terms of Cleveland coverage in, ge- in general, Buckeye football is fourth behind, obviously, the Browns and then the Guardians and then the Cavs. Whatever. I, go, Cavs are probably ahead of the Guardians, yeah, I would say. Yeah, it, I would it, agree And it, it goes back and forth depending on which I would agree better. with that, mm-hmm. though. However, if, they, if the Buckeyes played in the spring instead of the fall, if college football was in the spring instead oh, of the fall, wow. would they clearly be number two in Cleveland or no? Like over well, over the Cavs and the Guardians. That's, a, that's an interesting question, Bull. Think, think, I mean, I, I mean, know. everybody loves football. Yeah. But, but but to his point, college football is gobbled up in the fall by the NFL. Right. You know, think about it. As much as we talk about college football on Saturdays, it it owns Saturday. Yeah. Right. College football owns Saturday. But at midnight Saturday night, it's over. The page is quickly turned. Yeah. Everything that happened, it's like it's in a vacuum and it disappears. That's right. And now all of the focus I, is I think on it NFL. Would. I think it might be, too. I, I think, think it, it might would. be. I, think, I, think and, I mean, unless the Cavs is doing really well. I think that could be a fun summer summer debate, Mike. <laughs> it would throw the NFL off summer. if they moved their season to the spring because how would you do the draft? Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, it would really, it would really mess things yeah, up. I mean, but I like the idea because yeah. it would give it more of a spotlight. No doubt. But then it would take yeah. the spotlight away from – isn't the XFL and the USFL in the in the spring? Both. Listen, college football is big. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's what I was and saying. And USFL and whatever else is like a little yeah. minuscule What I'm The saying. USFL and XFL would not like that. First of all, they're, no, they're, they're, they're merging. Did y'all see that? Well, the XFL that was expected. The USFL that's smart. Two and three can't survive. Yeah. If you yeah. put two and three together, maybe they can survive. Maybe. We'll see. All right, busy show. Yeah. Uh, McNuggets, good morning to you. What is up, guys? It is a busy morning, and we're going to get right into the action. And before we do that, I do want to let you all know that tonight, myself, Earl Anthony, 7 o'clock behind the glass, we'll be breaking down the Kareem Hunt signing, looking forward to Tennessee and everything else that needs to be addressed in terms of the Browns, the Guardians, the Cavs, but really, as you guys just alluded to, mostly the Browns heading into week three of the NFL season. 7 o'clock, be there. It'll be fun. And as always... You'll get the behind-the-scenes stories of UCSS you can't get on the normal show. By the way, last night, 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I, I said before before the show, I was shocking that I'm going to a women's volleyball game this week. First time weekend. ever, right? Uh, <coughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah. You're going to have a time of your life. Well, I'm, go- I'm going to Division Three because the athleticism my, is off. My wife is. is friends with the NYU women's uh, volleyball coach, and they played for a national title last year, lost in the championship. Did they really? Wow. They did. But uh, but last night, I was watching the WNBA for a little while. Oh, it's really good. You know what? Playoffs. That game last night was spectacular. Isn't it the good? One, Liberty. <laughs> Didn't Brianna Stewart hit? They uh, won at the end. Yeah. 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 Wow. Anyway, I don't mean to sidetrack our football talk because obviously we're going to get the cream on, but I just thought I'd stun you all by saying Well, you did WNBA. stun us, and I think yeah. um, we're now very, very close to eclipsing the over-under for the entire calendar year on WNBA talk. That's the over-under right. was 45 seconds, and we're at 22 now. 22. So, so if we talk about it one more time, we will push <laughs> the over. That's right. Um, we have to start with the Kareem Hunt signing. We touched on yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, it's a move that makes sense. He's close. He's been in the area working out. I'm said he's in pretty good shape. I'm told he's in pretty good shape. Although, uh, uh, you know, I don't yesterday know. <laughs> there was someone here who said they weren't sure about that. Does the person who told me he was unsure about his shape want to say it on the air or no? No, yes. He's, he's typing. So Is it a guess know. or do they know it factually? We ran into Kareem at the softball game, Greg Newsom's softball game a couple months ago. Oh, that doesn't count. Okay. That's a couple of months ago. These guys can drop 15, you know. You guys can drop that 15 in two, three weeks of intensity. But he also knows that there's a difference in being in shape and being in football. Yeah, he's, oh, he's not, not in, in football. He's not in shape. That's yeah, impossible. Yeah. Right. But I he think he'll played. be. I bet you he'll be active this week. I don't I think, oh, I think he lot, will too. But he'll be yeah. active. I think he'll be he active. Ha- he'll you, probably be second or third in carries. Well, I he, still think that the workhorse is going to be Jerome Ford. Yes. He has to be active. You got to have at least three active during the game. Well, you don't have to, but it's no. It's you better. No, you better. It's advisable. <laughs> you yeah. better. Yeah. I mean, just think if Pierre Strong wasn't active, no, life, you're right. It'd have been just and Jerome. Ford, so I imagine so that he will. He be. will be active in this game. Oh, uh, by the way, are we okay? Are we? Are we just fine with any celebration now? Or does anybody? think it's absurd that Jerome Ford runs 69 and a half yards. Pierre Strong gets stopped at the goal line. On the next play, he gets in from one inch, and then he's strutting around like he did something. It's, you okay know what? That? It's an NFL touchdown. It doesn't yeah. matter. What I will say is... I mean, Jerome Ford did all the work. My style would be act like you've been there before, no. but if you haven't... Yeah, that's true. It might be. It might have been his first touchdown, I think right? it was his first touchdown. Yeah. So It is his first touchdown. I mean, go ahead. Yeah, go nuts yeah, yeah. for one touchdown. That's fair. But next time you get a one-yard run, I don't want to see any of that. That's no. only because Jerome Ford did all the work. So what? He should have gotten the touchdown. Wasn't that like the you most know. Browns thing ever that he was down on the inch line. Right. And as I'm watching, I'm going, oh, well, the next page of the Browns playbook says that we fumble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're not going to get in. Or they to throw and you wow. picked off in the end zone. A pick six. <laughs> Y'all are sick. We've been there for so yeah. long. All right, back to Kareem Hunt. The, the, yeah. re- the reason that I like the Kareem Hunt sign, and I tweeted it out yesterday. I said that, you know, one, he's from Cleveland. So that right there holds right. something there. You know, when you get guys that's from the city and they understand, you know, just the drought that you've been in. 
and how things have been, you want to be the reason to change that narrative. It means a little bit more to you. And I know he's been here before and things kind of was up and down last year with the way he was acting with his attitude. And I mean, listen, he was behind the man, Nick Chubb. So your carries was not great. And he didn't really have a lot of good moments last year, I think. But before that, I thought he had some some time where he ran angry. And I think that's the thing that he That's what I like about him. That's what he brings to this thing. Because like I say, we talked about Pierre Strong after – the 69-yard run from Jerome Ford. He yes. got stoned on the one-yard right, line, yeah. but then he ended up getting in. You get a guy like Kareem Hunt, which I was saying on the show yesterday, they needed a physical running back that could come yep. in there and get those short yardage right. uh, goal line plays. And I think he fits that mold. Also, what I really like about him is that he had a relationship with Nick Chubb. Like him and Nick Chubb was yeah, pretty sure. close. So he understands the magnitude of the injury, and he yeah. wants to make sure he – honors his friends so now you got two things I didn't think of that you got two things that he brings to this table that no other running back out there does he's from the city and he's and he was really cool with Nick Chubb so that means he's gonna run the ball with a purpose you run the ball with a purpose like if you honoring Nick Chubb you gonna run that ball extra hard he runs violently exactly so I think that's why I think he's the best decision for this and financially as well right I'll give you one other thing what's the one thing Kareem Hunt does better than Nick Chubb he catches passes. Catches passes. Yeah. That's his. That's one of his biggest strengths as a running back. Yeah, it's something that he's always been very good. Well, they at. say Jerome Ford was supposed to be. That's kind right, of the reason Kareem, why he wasn't on the roster because Jerome Ford could catch really well. Right, but Kareem Hunt's done it. Jerome yeah. Ford. But, well, I tell you what, if that's the case, we need to put the screen game into our system because we it, we haven't years. seen that in a couple of games. From your lips to the football guys. Man, get the, please get the screen game before. You got two running backs now that can catch the ball out the backfield. Please give them the ball. Yeah, that's the hope. Um, I, would, I thought it would be cool to do the best thing about signing Kareem Hunt and the worst thing about signing Kareem Hunt. And for me, the best thing, obviously, familiarity. I'll add your point in because I think that's a great point. He has a relationship with Nick Chubb. By all accounts, the two are very close. And I think he will not, you know, everybody tries their hardest all the time. But if there is another gear to find, he's likely to find it because he's trying to honor a very good friend mm-hmm. and, and now teammate in, uh, in Nick Chubb. I think the worst thing about signing it, and I hadn't really thought about this, Bull. You've been driving this point really since the tail end of last season when we were talking about do they keep him, do they let him go. Yeah. And you kept saying his production is down. His production is down. And yeah. I, by my eye test, I, I don't see a different player. I, I see a player that gets the ball a lot less. And, and so on that note, I wanted to go back and look and see what what he's done from a production standpoint from when he came in the league in 2017 to today. I just think it's good context for today's talk. First of all, this is what I love more than anything. He's touched the ball over 1,200 times in the NFL. He's lost one fumble. I think that's very – we cannot afford to be giving the football away. So, on that vein, you need your running back to protect the football. He does it as well as anybody. On the touch side of things, obviously his rookie season when he came in and shocked the NFL, came in out of Toledo. And I remember week two of 2017, every fantasy owner was scurrying to pick up this guy they never heard of named Kareem Hunt. Mm -hmm. He had quite a splash, 1,300 yards running. 455 receiving yards, but a lot of opportunity. A lot of opportunity. I'll just give his average yards per carry as his his career went on. 4.9 rookie season. Next year, 4.6. 4.2. 4.2. He was 4.9 in 21. 
which was back to his rookie right. season. But last year was his worst, I believe. Last year, he dropped a full yard per carry. I thought he looked... Lowest carries, by the yes. way, of his career. I thought, to me, I'm not an expert, but to me, he looked noticeably slower on the field. I did not think he had the same burst and athleticism that he had in the past. He still... But he wasn't terrible. Right. He be, I thought last year he was more in the serviceable category. When and, I, well, the numbers put that but, out. Yeah. When, I, when out. I watched him last year, when I, it was a big difference between him and Nick Chubb. And, yes. And, and you know, we, 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 we kind of talked about it a little bit last year, but we never went all the way in on it. And I think we're about to find out now that Nick Chubb isn't there, how good he really is. I don't think that offensive line was really great last year because no, they had some problems. Exactly, but and I think it showed when Kareem was in there. It was like Nick Chubb can make guys miss, and Nick Chubb's right. going—he's never going to let the first tackle. And he breaks get. tackles. Exactly, Kareem Hunt. It seemed like when he got the ball, they was in the backfield, and he just couldn't get away. He couldn't break the tackle or yeah. nothing. I think if this offensive line works together and creates the gap, I think he can still be effective because he runs the ball really hard. Right. But if you can't get your feet going, which Leroy talks about all the time, if I can't get my feet going, it's hard to get any production. And I swear when I watched him last year, it was a lot of like in the backfield. Yeah. He, as soon as he was touching the ball, he tried to make a right, move and that right. type of thing. Tyvis, you're, you're 100% right. The special backs, and Nick Chubb's one of the few. How many special backs are there? There's Nick Chubb. There's Derrick Henry. There's Christian McCaffrey. Who yeah. else is special? Yeah, and by special, you, you you really want to see it for three years. And with Jonathan Taylor, we we have no. I, he did I'm it not putting him year. in that category. Yeah, no, no, you're right, and I, he doesn't belong in I, that category. I, I, mean, I think Eckler. I think maybe. Eckler, I would put Eckler, I would put Eckler, Eckler does too much. He he just is a catch. I don't know catch. that he's he's a great pass catcher. I don't yeah. I don't think he's a special runner. I don't I don't know that he is. He's just small. I think he's a big offensive weapon. Yeah. I to me, it's the he is no doubt a big offense. I think those are the three special backs: Nick Chubb, McCaffrey, yeah. and Henry. And those guys, the offensive line is almost irrelevant. Now, it's not completely irrelevant, of course. Right. You can't have five terrible offensive linemen. But those three guys can make up for mistakes of all linemen more than any other player. Doesn't Nick and lead the league every year in yards after contact? Yeah, Derrick Henry's usually <laughs> second. Yeah, and Henry's number and, two. And, and, and to that's me, that's, a, that's right. a running back. Especially at the tackle position. Listen, you look – I test and PFF grades – are both awful on Jedrick Wills. Yeah. Now, I test, we've thought Dewan Jones has been pretty good. The PFF grades say he hasn't been that good, which is okay. I mean, he's a rookie late pick. We don't expect him to be perfect. Right. And he was playing against T.J. Watt this past week. But that's what you're concerned about with both Ford and Hunt is that they're not going to be able to make as many guys miss. Nobody is as Nick Chubb. So the running game which will still probably be good. Mm. Well, there's no way it can it's be. It's not elite good. anymore. No. no. I don't and think that, you can say it's going to be elite. that's the sad part about it. It's not what it used to be. Right. Because you remember just 2020, it didn't matter what running back was in there. That offensive line got that they were push. so good. And that running back looked phenomenal. Dearness Johnson, Kareem, Nick, everybody looked good. Is anyone surprised they didn't call Dearness Johnson? Is he Jacksonville? He's still in Jacksonville. You yeah, but to, I mean, but, yeah, are you surprised they wouldn't have kicked the tires on trading for Dearness Johnson? Well, you wouldn't have he, to give up much to get him back. But you got to give up a pick. Yeah. Sixth, I think, seventh round. I think he's their third string running back. Jay, DPJ I was a sixth round pick wide receiver, and he's like. Well, how about we give him DPJ 
and they give us the earnest joke. That's, you know that's absurd. That. No, that's crazy. That's but absurd. Yeah, here's the thing. I, listen, after the way he let that punt go, that's it's not a, absurd. Guys. It's well, absurd. Think, yeah, but he's he not, hurt the team. Right. So, but night. he's been a good player as a wide receiver. But a serviceable so wide did, receiver. So did Jed Will. So did Dewan. So well, did Wyatt Teller. So did Deshaun. So did Kevin. It's a lot of but that list is very long. Are we not seeing Cedric Tillman though because of DPJ? Because if that's true, the team's making a mistake. Here, here's what the what you can read into this signing is that the Browns believe in Jerome Ford. Yes. Yeah, because he's still the guy. They, I mean, that, by he all is. reports, he's still going to be the number one running back. That they didn't go after Dearness Johnson. That they didn't go after Cam Akers. Right. That they didn't go after Jonathan Taylor. I it like tells Jerome Ford. I think Ford's a very Ford. good player. I <laughs> thought he played well in this game. Yeah, there were. A, a handful of carries, especially when he first went in, that were zero and one yard. Probably none of those were his fault. Well, it was the offensive line. I'm, but he made some good, even in the fourth quarter. Besides had a nice one in the fourth run, quarter where he, had, he should have been tackled at the line. Yeah. And he got like a 15-yard pickup he or whatever it was. He had three rushes in his last like seven <laughs> carries that were six or more yards. I mean, that that's pretty good. He's getting the benefit of the doubt coming in because, like I told you yesterday, if yeah. I'm a defensive coordinator – I'm not worried about that. No. I'm not worried about that. But no, so it so that means he could he could come in and just electrify so Ty, the game. Uh, on that point, defensive coordinators aren't worried about that. Really, we said it yesterday, and it's the mantra for the rest of the season. I don't care what anyone says. All eyes on four. Yes. That's the, that is the bumper sticker for the rest of the season. Because our running game, which was elite, and now we, we all agree is no longer elite. How good no. it's going to be is a question, but it's no longer elite. What does that do to the degree of difficulty for Deshaun Watson finally returning to Deshaun Watson Houston? Well, how would how well defenses was, now can load up on the pass? What a good he didn't really have a good running game in Houston, right? In twenty twenty, nope. so he's it was u- very bad. Yeah, so he's yeah, u- but he had one. He here. never had a good running. Right. game. He had one here though, and it, hasn't been. But I'm saying, he, Thomas, he, let me throw this at you. Could it be crazy? This is, almost sounds like the Browns' defensive back coach last year. What I'm about to say. <laughs> don't say it. Don't say but, it. No, no, no. Don't say it because I know what you're We were not ready for their backup. Is it possible <laughs> that he's about to return back that to That there's four? a part of Deshaun Watson, like with with Nick Chubb here, you know you still got to run the ball a lot because you got a great back. Maybe there's a part of him that's like, I got to put it all on me now. Well, that, I got to do but this. Was, didn't we see that in the second that's, half? I'm about to say that was last okay. year. The sample size was well. short, but it was not good. It didn't go well. <laughs> but now it's going into a whole week of preparation where they can game no, plan. For right. It. Okay. Where it's like, okay, the, we were already more focused on the passing game than we've been in years. Yeah. Now it's another level. Well, it's, that's not as crazy as the Browns' defensive back coach true. last year saying we just were not ready for Chase and Higgins well, to go out of the game. Well, let me. It give, really threw us for a loop. Let me give the people a tease. Later on in this show, uh-huh. we're going to show a couple of plays where Deshaun Watson has some 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 errors and some mistakes, and I'm going to point them out for you and tell you how he could get better. Wow. So hey. make sure you stay Ty's tuned. Ty's going to quarterback play You stay today. tuned for what I got. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm a, I got a defensive play in there too because I got to show my defensive guy some love. But right. later on in the show, I got you. That should be good. Okay, next up, we are going to turn the page. We've had 36 hours Wait, to digest. Jay, before, before we, do, we do, we've got to read. I do, and it's actually a, a super chat question about Kareem Hunt. So we're going to do a PCC read into this before we pivot to our next topic. But whenever we read you guys super chats, it's brought to us by PCC Airfoils. If you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, well, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. 
You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. Skilly, we see your super chat. I think we just talked about that, so we answered. This one's from Simple, though. He wants to know, guys, do you think Kareem has lost a step or was his lack of production last year just a lack of being the primary back in the system? There's a mixture of both. Mixture of, I his, think he, his opportunity was way down. Yeah, he didn't have a lot of opportunity. And he was upset about it. I mean, like I said, during the Browns radio network, I get to hear his locker room talk. He was very quiet, very quick, always kept the ski mask on, didn't really want to say a lot, but didn't want to not be professional and not answer questions. So you could tell he was definitely bothered by the situation that was at hand. But also, like I said, the offensive line wasn't great, so that helped. That limited his production, and I still believe that he did lose the gear. So that too. So both. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was. Cl- I mean, he's. I know his. You know, his opportunity was down last year more than. Well, his his first year with the Browns, he actually had less attempts per game. But the two years before last year, he had more. However, he's been the number two back the entire time he's been here. Right. So he's used to that to some degree. Uh, I think it's to me it's ninety percent about him losing a step. I, well, I and look, that that's clear. that could be why his opportunity was down because the coaches saw in practice he's not the same guy exactly, and they gave it to him less. I don't know that that's necessarily the case, but one, you know, they're, they're mutually intertwined, opportunity and production. Because if you're if you're producing, your opportunity is going to go up. Yes, and if you're not, right, your opportunity is going to go down. That's just common sense, and that's probably what happened last year. Okay, now we can turn it to the – I always like doing this, Mike, because our, I run hot. I'm Italian. I run very hot. <laughs> and a lot of times I, – I, there's a mantra that I try to live by, but I never do. And the mantra that I try to live by is don't let the passion of the moment degrade your intelligence. And I know that to be true. I think we all do. Mm-hmm. However, we've all lost our cool. We've all said things we wanted back, mm. particularly in the heat of the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want anybody fired over their performance on Monday night. Um, I didn't say that I did, but I'm just, I'm just saying a lot of times when we're watching the game, you're like, fire the bomb! That's well, you don't fact. really mean that. <laughs> so now we've had 36 hours, sort of a buffer to completely and fairly assess what we saw Monday night. Mm -hmm. And we can go around the horn. Bull, you can start. Uh, Has anything changed now that you've had a little bit more time to let it marinate and kind of figure out what's what? Yeah, I mean, so yesterday when we started the show, we were lamenting the injury to Nick Chubb. We were. And I was like, come on, cheer up, blah, blah, blah. I I was trying to get people fired up. And it did feel like a funeral in here. It did. (laughs) Yeah, it did. I realized soon, about 30 seconds after I said it, that it was too, I was too soon on that. So <laughs> we needed to let it breathe for a little more. Right. So now 24 hours later, I'm saying, listen, we're all heartbroken about Nick Chubb. Yeah. I read today that he might need to have two different surgeries. Monica on Robbins name. on Channel 3 told us that last night. Okay. She said she talked to a Cleveland Clinic specialist yeah. and said it's, he's likely looking at It's him. horrible. It There's is. There's nothing to be happy about when it comes to Nick Chubb. No. It's terrible. Well, I will say on the football side of things is this season is not over, okay? Um, As great as Nick Chubb is, if you ask me the percentage chance of the Browns winning the division, making the playoffs, all these things, they all went down. They're one and one. I'll let the season be over. But their percentage of success this year has gone down to some degree. Yes. There's no denying that. But I don't think it's gone down. Like, when Aaron Rodgers got hurt for the Jets. Oh, it's over. It's over. That's a wrap. That's it. They got no shot at making the play. Just like it would be for any team that lost their elite quarterback. That's right. 
the Browns still have a chance. Now, it's all on four, as you already mentioned. Yeah. He's got to do it. He has got to be the guy that they paid a lot of money to, that they paid the draft picks to. And, and if he's performing, I don't care. I don't care about the money, the draft picks, none of it. They traded for him because they believed he was a superstar, because he was a superstar in Houston. He has shown virtually no sign of that, and we have to see it. I haven't changed my opinion on Deshaun Watson. I still think that guy is there. I believe this is mostly mental. It's possible he never gets over that, and he never gets great again. We're all praying, and I don't pray, but we all are praying. <laughs> you can pray to the football guy that, that that does not happen. We all want Deshaun Watson to be great again, right? Make Deshaun Watson great again. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a hat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't make it red, but it that's sounds a, like a hat. <laughs> um, make it and, orange. And that's just the thought. It's like, okay, we take a breath. This part of our us grieves in a way. It grieves. I don't know if grieves is the right word, but for, for Nick Chubb. But the football part of us, we got to keep moving. We got to keep plugging forward. It's Rocky Balboa's head. Keep moving forward. Nothing, nothing hits as hard as life. You got to keep. It's not about how. It's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. There you go. Brown's got to keep moving forward. You've watched that movie a number of times. Love, love, love Rocky. Love you Rocky. want to grade my performance in that movie? <laughs> you did a good job in that movie. It's excellent. I agree with that. I, th- I think, it, and I like that kind of as a mantra. You know, life is going to knock you down. That's right. It's not about how many times it knocks you down. It's just as long as get you up, get on go. your feet as many times as you get knocked down. And nobody's been knocked down mm-hmm. as much as Browns fans. You're right about that. Nobody. You're right. You. You, all of you watching us right now, you've been knocked down more than anybody. This is the latest punch to the gut. This one's worse, right? It, it, it's a, it's an uppercut to the it jaw. It might be to the middle, middle <laughs> regions. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> I don't know if it's to the gut. But like you always do, you get, get up. up. You get up and keep moving forward. Be out there. You be out there Sunday for the Titans game. By the way, I was supposed to go tailgating this weekend. I can't go. I apologize. <laughs> oh, I, I, just a couple things, but okay. uh, but but I will be there for a tailgate at, at another, probably in October instead. But uh, everybody, let's go. The season's not over, but it's all about Deshaun. He's got if if he finally this week plays like he's capable, he's capable of. Then everybody's going to be feeling groovy again. Yeah, we will on Monday. I mean, give us two week. and one. And, and the elite Deshaun Watson again. That's right. And that hides a lot of wars. It'll, it'll make but everybody feel if better. He, if he rolls another 30 QBR. And they lose to the Titans. And they oh lose boy. to the Titans. Because then if you start peeking ahead on the schedule, you could be 1-4. and four. Right. Because if you're 2-1 and one and he played great and you're playing the Ravens, you're going to be thinking, we Let's can beat go. the Ravens. We've got this. But if he plays lousy and they lose, you can think, well, we're not beating the Ravens. Yeah, and then and, all of a sudden you, know. you wake up and you're 1-3 and three yeah. and San Francisco's coming next, aren't Ooh, they? After so. the Ravens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Ravens by San Francisco, right. and there's there's one great way to make sure you miss the playoffs, and that's dig yourself a one and four. That's one right. And five Let's hole. go, Deshaun. That's what that's that's my all eyes on four right now. Yeah. All eyes on four. Oh, it's on me. No, okay. it's all eyes on you now. Okay, yeah. So when I, the way I look at it is now. Okay, y'all y'all lost probably one of the heart and souls of y'all team offensively. And not even offensively, just as a yeah. teammate. I would say the heart. Yeah. <laughs> How do you honor him? If this is your guy. That's right. You know, if this is your guy and this is your brother. This is family. 
How do you honor him? Yeah. Because we'll give him a pass for the second half of Pittsburgh because I think they were still in shock. There's a lot of shock in that. But now they've had, you but know, they'll have six but see, days you, together. Yeah, to you're going into this knowing that he's not going to be there no more. You know that maybe his career could potentially be over. So how do you honor him? That's my question. As a as a coach, you coach harder. You do that extra prep. Yeah, that extra prep. You make sure you give that guy that extra nugget. Make sure that they're well prepared for that game. As a player. You go out there and you cherish every single moment. Every play that you on that field, you go out there and you go as hard as you can because yeah. you just witnessed that the next play is not promised. And that, and you know why you do it? Because the guy that you honoring, that's what he did every time he touched that field. And then you don't want to disrespect him and anything that he's brought to that organization. So you go out there and you play as hard as you freaking can. And don't worry. If you if you get tired, if you go out for dehydration, they will carry you off the field because that's what <laughs> Nick Chubb would have done. So that's what you do for the rest of this season. You honor your brother that's down, and you play your, as hard as you possibly can, and you win as many games. Deshaun Watson, listen, I was on uh, Twitter yesterday, and I seen Nick Wright, you know, the national media. Nick Wright was on First Things First, and he was saying, you're done. He said, this right here, you're never coming back. This is going to go down. It's the worst transaction of all time. What you do with that is wow. you prove them wrong. You prove him wrong way, because you, you got so much you, you got so much baggage and so much stuff that's happened in your life. And I'm like, curious, I'm curious, Bull, Bull said that's impossible. Well, nothing could be worse than the Herschel Walker trade. No, nothing could be worse than the Ricky Williams well, trade. The, the Herschel Walker <laughs> trade gave the Cowboys essentially four Super Bowls. Right. The, the Ricky Williams trade is worse. But anyways, the Ricky Williams that, trade was yeah. awful. Anyway, this could be the third worst. But, but I'll tell you this one on from capital. Oh yeah, and, capital reasons. Yeah, and money. It's right. It's, it would be, be right third, up there. I would say third worst ever. Yeah. If, he, if he never any good again. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, Deshaun. They all this national media said that you're done. They said you have no. There's no way that you get back to who you were. And you said before the season you wanted to be better than that. Not that this team is riding on you, and it's a lot of pressure. You got a coaching staff that's dependent on you. You got star players that's dependent. You got guys that even came here because of you because they believe in you. What do you do with all of that pressure? You mm-hmm. can like. Like Bull just alluded to, you say, he, Rocky says if you get knocked down, you can get back up again. You know, it's not about as hard as you get hit. It's about as hard as, as you can take a hit and keep going, you know. You got knocked smooth out last month on Monday. You got knocked smooth out. <laughs> is that smooth with a V? Smooth out. Is he chalked? No, he ain't chalked. He's not chalked. He ain't chalked yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Oh, that would be his If Nick Wright is right, that's right. He's chalked. chalked. Yeah, that's okay. exactly right. You, this whole city still believes in you. It's a couple of naysayers, but that's, that's everywhere in life. Anytime you're supposed to be the man, you're going to deal with some naysayers. You got you to gotta show up. You got to show out. You, know? this, you, don't have, you don't have the luxury of the running game to, that we think. You know, maybe Jerome Ford can be. Maybe Kareem Hunt can be. But right now, it's all about you. What do you do with that? You got to go out there. You have to, you have to deliver. And like I said, I'm gonna break this film down because I see what your what your problem is a little bit. Oh, you, so you're gonna fix them? You, you're suffering a little bit of the Josh Allen syndrome. You gotta let that go. That that's half mm, the problem. Stop trying to be a hero. Yeah, just take what they give you. You're trying to do too much at times. All right, just, I can't wait to just, see that. Just segment. just I, make I, the play, keep the sticks moving because it's not about throwing this pretty ball downfield all the time. It's actually about just keeping the chains moving. A lot of quarterbacks have been successful. There's so many quarterbacks that's won Super Bowls from just checking the ball down and taking what the defense is giving them. You got to find that. You got to do it. I know you can identify where to go with the football. You got to stand in there and deliver that ball because if you don't, 
you got a whole, you'll let a whole city down, you'll let a whole coaching staff down, you let a whole team down, which is a lot of pressure. But the good news is, you, you went to Clemson, you went to Houston, you resurrected two places because Clemson wasn't that great when you got there, but you made them something, you won them a championship, and Houston wasn't really that good, but you took them to the playoffs, and you actually, I don't know if you won a game. They won a game. They won a game in yeah. Houston. So you got what it takes to do it. You can resurrect the franchise. You need to be that guy. I'm glad you're here because once upon a time, you played on a team. I did. That suffered a devastating injury yeah, I did, at I the did. worst possible time. So I want, I want you yeah, to do a it was couple bad. of things. <laughs> Take us in the moment of that Michigan game when the injury happened. What was the feeling on the sidelines? What was the feeling when the backup came in and led the team to victory? And how did you guys meander through the three biggest games that probably most of you ever played in? Did yeah. you know how to do it? Did I know Cardio could do it? Yeah. Well, he was my roommate. I knew I, the That's one thing true. I knew about Cardio is that I knew Cardio could throw the ball. Like I, I, was, I don't know how good he was at reading defenses and all that. I know you that if, he you, had the if you give him time to stand in that pocket, he throw that ball faster and harder than anybody I've ever seen up until that point. So I knew that he could throw the ball really well. But when JT went down, it was a, it was similar to the Nick Chubb thing because you Nick, were in shock. Yeah, because it's like if you know JT, JT. If he got a pulse in his body, he's going to play. Mm-hmm. So when he didn't get back up, which he tried to, if you go watch three, oh, he definitely he tried, tried to get to. up, and they said, "No, you're done. Get stay down, stay down. Your your ankle is the opposite way. Please stay down." Mm-hmm. So when you see him go down, and you understand the situation that he's been in, the leader that he was. It was some nervousness with cardio coming in there because you don't know what to expect from a guy that's never been in the game. You know, you you don't know how they're going to react. And I remember the first play I think they called for cardio was like uh, it was like fourth and one or fourth and two or something like the third and two or something. It was something short yardage, and they ran a quarterback like draw. And I'm like, okay, cardio six five, two hundred and fifty pounds. That should be easy. And he got stoned. <laughs> And I remember him saying, yeah, I was just nervous. You know, I had to jitter. So it was like, as a defense, we're thinking to ourselves, we're in shock and we're upset because JT is out. But we like, we got to win this game. Like, we don't know what we're going to get from the quarterback. So we got to win this game. Obviously, through the heroics of Zeke in a, in a fourth and one, he ended up icing the game and blah, blah, blah. But moving on from that moment on in those next three games, as a defense, it was still – we just seen the performance cardio gave. It wasn't that great. So the only way we're going to win these games is if we have to play lights out defense. And I'm pretty sure that's what the Browns are thinking right now. We right. we we don't know what we going teams gonna, were similar. We don't know what we're going to get from Deshaun right now. So the only way we're going to win these games is we got to find a way to hold people to 0 7 under 14 points was to go. They can't get no more than 14 points cuz we don't know. Obviously Cardio went out there and did 59 and that was great and we ended up rolling from there but yeah, it was a similar situation where that defense where defense started to step up. And then once the offense, once Cardio got that rhythm and he started completing these passes and he got his confidence, it came and he was able to just continue to make plays. So that's why I know Deshaun can do it because he did it. He's done it in he's done it yeah. in the league. He's done it in college. He's done it in high school. As opposed to Cardell, who would not Exactly. Done it. He's yeah. never done it. So you have what it takes. You just gotta do it. And the and the best way to do it is stop going for the big play every time. You don't need the big play. What gets you confidence is just completions. Just yeah. seeing your guy catch the ball is something about that. Like when you get into that groove, like, all right, just completion, just completion. And then guess what happens? They you get that corner that's so desperate to stop. Then that. take a deep breath. Then you hit them with the double move, and now that deep ball is open. Right. But the only, you can't open the game up just throwing deep balls. That's not going to work, right? If you're hitting them with yeah, you got to you got to get that way, you got to get that corner thinking. He's been he, wildly he, inaccurate with his deep balls this year. True, wildly inaccurate. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, if if we all agree that the mental aspect of this is a big part of why he's struggling, yeah. right? Do we all agree on that? I do now more than ever. Right. So, to your point, if he's completing shorter passes, but all of a sudden his completion percentage is high, guys are catching the ball, they're moving the ball down the field, it's, it's slow, it's methodical, whatever, you would think in his head he'd be, that would give him some confidence, right? As opposed to chucking it 25 completions yards Completions equals confidence for a quarterback. Right. And but maybe it does kind of, you know, Bull, you'll get this, when a, when a power hitter is in a slump. Yeah. Oftentimes the slump feeds upon itself because now he's trying to hit home runs. Sure. And, you know, just about any hitting coach will tell you the surest way to not hit home runs is to try to hit home runs. Right. Just go back to your basics. Level swing, make contact, hit the fat part of the ball. They'll ball, happen. <laughs> they'll ha- yeah, they'll yeah. happen. But when you're trying to do it, yeah. you're forcing it, and it makes it a lot more difficult to do. I think you're right. I think for now, everything should be 15 and in. And if the deep ball is there, take it. Take it, but don't force it because right. bad things can happen. He's, I think he's thrown six, maybe six deep, deep balls this year. I haven't he, seen he one of them. One. High percentage throws. That's what he needs to do yes. right now. Build your confidence. Yes. Get it, that base built and then go to the top. And it's, it's going to sound boring. It's going to look boring to people. But right now, you need to. Because the only guy that you have chemistry with, which is sad to say, is Amari Cooper. Like, Amari Cooper and him is all timing. If you ever watch him play, him and Amari Cooper has a timing. He knows that when I take this three-step hitch, when I hitch up, ball got to come out, Amari Cooper's expecting it. And I know you know that because when I listen to you on postgame, thank you, Browns Radio Network, for allowing me to listen to postgame, they ask you a bunch of times, why did you do this or why didn't you throw that ball to Amari Cooper? And you will say out of your mouth. The timing was messed up in that. I slipped yeah. and fell, and I knew that my timing was late, so I didn't want to make that mistake and throw it late to Amari Cooper because I know he wasn't going to be in expecting it. So I know you have a timing thing with him, but everybody else, you got to figure out your chemistry. Yeah. You know what? I, I, when we have Mary Kay on, if I forget to ask this, hopefully I'd like if you one of you guys could if I, if I forget. But I feel like somebody needs to because Kevin Stefanski's talking at 2.30 today. And somebody needs to ask him about the screen game because think about it. Yeah. What's a more high percentage play than a screen pass? It may not go for a ton of yards all the time, but early in the it game. It can move the sticks consistently. And it just, again, it goes back to the confidence. If he's hitting some screen passes, some slants, some quick passes, some quick throws, just get the ball out of his hands and get it into the skill guys, it's going to build his confidence, you would think. Yeah. And, and the fact that they're not running any screens is – is baffling. It's really it's really baffling. my biggest criticism of Stavansky. And I, I like, you know, I've defended him a lot, but you have. that's the one thing I, I just don't get why they, they don't but do that much. Before we move on, I, I want to go here. What was the ceiling with Nick Chubb in your mind? And what is the ceiling now? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The seal, what do you mean? Like, like how, so how before the season started, 
and you saw everything, or even after the Cincinnati game, yeah, you had one game in the barn. After you the could Cincinnati. assess that. Did you? Were you thinking this team could make a divisional playoff game? I definitely. Or, I thought that they could make the AFC Championship game. Really, I did. What because, is their ceiling now for you? Has that changed? Yes, because obviously because of the play of four, but I mean with the play of four, I anticipated four being much better. But it's something about the Browns like to come out in that first half and they like to hit you hard. They like to try to get up fast. And it was something about having Nick Chubb in the second half that I was just like, they ain't going to yeah. stop. They know the, defense, the defense is worn down. Yes. They don't want to hit them to begin with. There's no way that they're going to stop him. It's a great game plan. Now that he's not there, it, what it does is it leaves the the window for teams to come back open. Right. And that's what scares me because it's you go up against a Patrick Mahomes, he's never out of it. Now with Nick Chubb, he might be out of it because you bleeding the clock out. But right. if you don't have that, that's not gonna happen. So he are they a playoff back. team without Nick Chubb? They can make the playoffs still. Yeah. But they, they, they You don't see a run. Yeah. Nick, Nick Chubb, by the way, averages over six yards per carry in the fourth quarter. Think about that for a minute. In the fourth quarter, when most guys are tired, Nick Chubb in his career averaged over six yards per carry. I'm going to tell you something that people are going to like here. I don't think the Brown ceiling has changed. Now, their odds of getting to that ceiling have changed a little bit. But I, don't th- I still believe that if, and this is a massive if, Deshaun Watson <laughs> plays to the best of his ability, yeah. the Browns can not only get to the playoffs, they are still good enough talent-wise to win a Super Bowl this year. That may sound insane. If you're asking me, are the Browns going to win a Super Bowl this year? I would say no. If you're asking me, can they win the Super Bowl this year? I would still say yes. Now, what to me has changed is their floor. Their floor is lower without Nick Chubb. Oh, I think that's changed dramatically. Because he was a security blanket. Yes. And and so, if Deshaun Watson keeps playing the way he has, the Browns will finish under 500 probably. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fire. Because they don't have a run. They can't. You can't win with just defense. Right. Not in this NFL. Yeah, no, I I think that's very fair. My ceiling for them coming into the season was they were going to scrap to try to get to double-digit wins. Scrap. But I thought there was a chance they could. So, for me, that was their ceiling. And 10 could get you into the playoffs. It's it's, it's probably more likely to not that you don't make the playoffs. You know, you're going to probably need 11. But I thought that they could scrap to get to 10 and they would be in the playoff mix. After seeing Deshaun Watson for two games and losing Nick Chubb, my ceiling is they're no longer a playoff team. However, and that's just my opinion. That's but, fair, but I know and you know if that if Deshaun Watson plays play, play, well, well, out this week, all bets are off totally if he turns if he turns it around and yes. plays not better. No, I need no. significantly no, no, better. No, no, no. Because right now his QBR is thirty-one. No, he needs to play like a star. He needs to be the star that he, he was. If he plays in like a star, they're making the playoffs. Then they're a playoff caliber team. I, I if agree he doesn't, they're not. It's really that simple. It's on him. Yeah. And we're going to call an audible just like Deshaun Watson Ooh. is now allowed to do at the line of scrimmage in this Browns offense. We're going to do PFF grades before Coach Tyvis, but because. We've been talking about Deshaun Watson, and the focus of Coach Tyvis this week is Deshaun Watson. Let's do we it. We're going to do Coach Tyvis before we get into Coach Tyvis and his always wonderful breakdown segment. So I got to ask everybody out there watching hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, do us a favor. You'll be amazed at how much that little free click. It is free. Helps us in the long run with YouTube. Help us make this the biggest show, not just in Cleveland, but the biggest citywide sports show in the country. And you can do your part by hitting the like button, hitting the subscribe button, telling your friends, telling your family, and making sure you guys tune in to everything we do here on UCSS. 
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.